baby, you know what that sound means. It's time for The Edge with Terry Waldrop. Terry talks about all the hottest topics in sports every single weekday from 9 to 10 a.m. He's controversial, he's charismatic, and he's the captain of this ship for the next hour. Here's your host, Terry Waldrop. All right, all right, all right. Welcome in Sports Talk 97.7 The Edge. Terry Waldrop, Jamie Foxx. It is a semi-rainy Tuesday out there, 17th day of July. If it's going to rain, let it be cold, for God's sakes. It's like the serenity. I mean, it's... Humidity is like 115. Well, I mean, if you ever want to know what it's like to be uh, dry roasted, come to have, I have a little water sprinkled in on you. Yeah, there we go. Uh, at any rate, welcome in, folks. Uh, glad you joined us. If you're out there on the roads, be careful. Sort of slick a little bit. Uh, but relax, sit back. We're going to enrage, entertain, enlighten, educate, and probably throw another couple adjectives out there that the FCC will not let us say, or that's going to be your thoughts toward us. You can reach out and call us this summer. 888-993-7762, or text us at the same 888-993-7762, which is the Washtenaw Valley Federal Credit Union text line and hotline. We are brought to you by our title sponsor, as always, the man, the myth, the legend, Dr. David Weber, North Monroe Animal Hospital, U.S. 165 North Highway North in Monroe, 318-345-4545, Dr. David Weber, North Monroe Animal Hospital, i got Tabor running the board, going through World Cup withdrawals. I've got Jamie Foxx eagerly. I mean, you're just like chomping at the bit. What, what do you got? you got something right off the bat here. You, you look like it. Am I wrong? Well, You just have that confused look on your face. Well, I, I go through life that way. But um, <clears throat> SEC Media Day is in full force now. Uh, we had Ed Orgeron, Jimbo Fisher, and Bob Stoops on yesterday, Kentucky A&M and uh, – they play football in Kentucky? They do, and they're going to play good football this year. I think I'm going – no, no, listen. I'm on the – I'm all in on the Wildcats. Uh, last year was Tennessee. Stop it. They let me down. This year I'm going with – Stop Yay. Hey, hey, they've got a quarterback that used to be uh, at the University of Oregon that's transferred Ooh, in, Terry Wilson. yeah. Hang on there, brother Andy. I mean, it's, you got Benny Snell at running back. You just – you know, Terry, this is, this is why I do this show, because I have to convince naysayers such as yourself that – People in Kentucky can play. Correct me if I'm wrong. Okay. Every team that you were like, hey, I'm all in for, the coach got fired last year. Well, they did. Uh, but, I mean, who could see what happened at Tennessee? I didn't see that coming. Um, uh, apparently all their opponents did. Yeah, well, they did. And and Butch Jones was kind of exposed a little bit. So, But now he's at, uh, at Alabama. Well, but he'll be the next coach at Ferris State next year. But um, – yeah, and, and then today um, we have, uh, I think, Kirby Smart's on the dais and a few others. So you like that word, don't you, dais? I like the way that just kind of, that's a nice way of saying they're you on know, the podium you know I got behind a, a education degree, right? Yeah, so you don't know what dais is. I have is. no idea what you're talking okay, about. Okay, well, that's all right. I'll, uh, that's why I'm here. Uh, we have uh, a number of people. Uh, one of the things that really jumped out at me yesterday, and it wasn't uh, – how shall I say this? I don't think he he probably handled it as diplomatically as Ed Orgeron can, and that was talking about hiring Matt Canada, the mistake <laughs> of hiring Matt Canada. I don't know if that was really forced upon him, whether he actually whether he actually even talked to Matt Canada before he was hired. I have no idea. Now, 
in Orgeron's defense, Canada's had a trouble getting along with everybody every place he's been. Uh, but he's a darn good coach, I think. Uh, he got uh, probably as much out of LSU's offense as it was humanly possible. So now we're going to see if uh, former LSU quarterback Steve Insminger is the answer. But Orgeron is, you know, made no bones that he was that it was a mistake. It wasn't a good fit. He never said not one time in that conversation is Matt Canada is a good coach. It just didn't work out. Uh, that's what I would have liked to have heard from Coach O. They're not playing. They're not having Christmas dinner. They at each are other's house. not. Yeah. I, I think this thing was a lot nastier than than we even know about. So. Anyway, uh, good luck to Matt Canada. He's now at Maryland. Took Walt Bell's place, who's now at Florida State. Now, how I can remember stuff like that, but can't remember too anything. Any, how can I remember stuff like that? And or I counting to 300. Counting to 300. Yeah. I don't know how to do that either. But anyway, that just. Good thing others do. That, yeah, thank goodness, yes. But here we are with the uh, second day of four in Atlanta. Um, I'll be interested to see what the feedback is going to be as far as how people like it compared to Birmingham. Uh, I don't think – I think they've already made their decision. I think they're going back at some point to Birmingham, maybe even as soon as next year. So um, – but, I mean, you can kind of understand. I mean, that's where the College Football Hall of Fame is in Atlanta, a large city with a large metropolitan airport can handle everything, um, although I never had any trouble flying out of Birmingham. But um, – you have uh, a number of storylines that will be coming out. The first, the one that uh, Aaron and uh, Aaron and Jake brought up was the guy that asked, and I've, I've been in these rooms before, uh, where the guy asked the question, hey, Kirby Smart, you've got a stacked quarterback room. Tell us about how you're going to uh, work it out with Jake Fromm, Justin Fields, and um, Jacob Eason. Whoops, Jacob Eason's no longer there. He transferred. So that was that was uncomfortable. Uh, and there's a lot of questions that are uncomfortable. Um, one of the things that's interesting about SEC Media Days, which, Terry, you need to go just simply um, because you need to go, um, there's always a bevy of beauties uh, now. And I mean, one, each Laura Rutledge, I saw before Laura Rutledge, Rutledge was Laura Rutledge, I saw her, um, a number of them. And I, what's, what's a little bit disconcerting to some of the men there is they've got jobs. Most of those women have jobs paying twice what they're making at least in six months after they leave. So this is wife material then. This is, uh, this is some, some very, very uh, – and, and some of them are really quite good. Others are, you know, okay. But anyway, it is – It's the dynamic has changed tremendously. I used to be totally male-dominated, which wasn't just, you know, a whole lot of fun unless you're, you know, <laughs> proclivities in that direction. But there wasn't a lot of, uh, you know – a lot to be excited about, uh, but then now they've gotten really some. It's quite a diverse crowd. I, don't you love that word? Diverse crowd at SEC Media Days. You should go sometime. I, I, I would like to go just to judge. Uh, yes, you know. Hey, Gary, next year we're open, man. Well, let's um, have that bake sale early. <laughs> you know, here's the thing. I would never ask Nick Saban a question. Those guys that have done it in the past. Why? Because he's got a perpetual mat on. All the time, you can because he can. He, he, do, he look, hates he hates the media pretty much. Now he Saban says he does. Plays it. the game. He does. It's part of his shtick. Saban does the Belichick. He was trained by Belichick. Well, he's not a. Here's the thing. He ain't a whole lot bigger than I am because he's walked right past me, and I go, "Good God, that guy's just a piece." I'm I'm almost as tall as Nick Saban, so I was like, "Well, hey, you should ask him that next time." Like, "Hey, man, how's it feel to be short? Do you like going into elevators?" <laughs> yeah. Well, see, here's the thing, though. I embrace my shortness. 
I am. I know that I am horse jockey material. I know, and I'm reminded every day by people, esteemed people such as yourself. I'm. I'm. I should say humbled every day to know. So I've kind of like like you've embraced your baldness, and Sean has embraced. Yeah. I embrace my shortness. This is who I am. It ain't going to get any better. You always Not get work at Santa, one of Santa's elves in the you know Christmas time. You always bring that up, and that's 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 also possible. You would be, you know, you would be a tall elf. It's all in perspective, Jamie. You know, I never looked at it that yeah, way. Yeah, you could be the tall elf. You would be the first pick on the basketball team if the elves were picking teams. Hey, we'll take the tall guy. I'd be the center, wouldn't I? Yes, you would. Post up. I tell you, my favorite place I've ever been in the world, Chinatown in New York City. Yeah. I, pr- I probably can't say Chinatown because it's not politically correct, although that's what people call it because mm. there's a lot of Chinese immigrants there. Right. But uh, I was like Shaquille walking through there. It was awesome. Oh, they were asking for your autograph and stuff? Yeah, I mean, or? I'm just like, man, this is this is. They thought you played pro basketball, didn't they? I, I, for them, I did. It was really cool. Well, you're, you are, what are you, a good 6'3"? Six, six, no. Six? I'm 6'6'1 six, six, one. One on a good day. I'd say you're a good 6'. You may be closer to 6'2". I don't know. Nah. I mean, maybe you look taller. because Fatter than I am tall. Well, you're working on that. Um, well, that's better to be. I did my miles yesterday. Better to be tall and fat than short and fat, like I am. Well, that's like the Rodney Dangerfield, short and short and fat. What was the uh, you, back to no school respect. show? I yeah. get no respect. I get no respect, man. I tell you, I get no respect. Here. Well, suppose somebody gets no respect. You know, it kind of surprised me with Orgeron throwing. He gets uh, no respect. Well, he threw under the bus yesterday, uh, in his deflection. He threw uh, Matt Canada, which is not that unexpected. Then he sort of threw his quarterbacks. He was talking about Alabama, and if you're LSU, and I'm paraphrasing, if you're, and, and I think it's true, if LSU, the coach, is judged on his ability to beat Alabama. And uh, if that's the case, there's a lot of coaches in the SEC. As a matter of fact, every single school, bar none, has turned over their head football coach since Saban rolled into Tuscaloosa, some multiple times. But he said, look, uh, here's how you beat him. And I, he's right. Uh, you know, last year he talked about uh, what was the exact quote he had. Um, well, they had a play. They overthrew D.J. Chark, which would have been a, yeah. apparently a. He said, you know, Saban's done a tremendous job, all the things he's done in Alabama, yada, yada. Oh, yeah, we know that. We respect him. But when you come to LSU, you're supposed to be able to beat Alabama. And we know that's the mark of a coach in a program. We accept that. We're ready to challenge him and look forward to playing him this year. And they said, okay, well, what's the key to do? What's the path to beating Alabama? And he's very, uh, very obviously right here. He goes, look, you got to win the line of scrimmage. You got to be physical with them. I feel like the last two years we went toe to toe with them, not necessarily beat them at the line of scrimmage, but we held with them um, in a fight in tight. We got to make plays. Their quarterback made plays and we didn't. We got to make plays at critical times and give them them credit. They did and we didn't. Well, you know, the, and the thing that's even harder to swallow is most of those kids that are beating them are from there's a Dylan Moses, uh, Isaiah Bugs. There's a number of those kids. You look at Alabama's too deep, and they're from here. They're they're beating. You got local guys beating your other local guys, and um, that's okay. I Their mean, ringers are better than our ringers. That's that's what you knew was going to happen when uh, he was going to and. Now, if you look at uh, what what Alabama, it's gotten the brand has gotten so big that now he's getting kids out of Washington D.C. and anywhere in the country. Yeah, uh, Utah. I mean, he can get well, he can get a close. quarterback out of uh, Hawaii, Hawaii that won the national championship for him last year was a catalyst with it. That's what happens when you're so successful. And I, I before I left Alabama, I knew they were heading this direction at least as a university. Um, I didn't know that it would extend necessarily to the football team, but uh, that is a 
That is a school that's gone from about eighteen to 20000 to about 40000 easily. Pure uh, coincidence. It was the sociology department that really got better. Wasn't the sociology department as much as it was just a lot of, uh, lot of money thrown in there? And the you, fine arts? The equestrian? The ping pong team? Could have been the equestrian team that did it. Um, I don't know, but I will say this. Uh, you know, um, it's a it's a large school, and uh, it to me it's kind of lost a little bit of its. Uh, I don't know. I'd call. I don't want to say glamour, but a little bit of its hominess. But that's okay. Uh, that's that's the direction you want to go in, and that's what you can do when you're on the national stage. And college presidents, I know you're going to cringe when I say this, but unfortunately, athletics is the window to which your university is often viewed. Uh, point taken, but I'd like to you want to I want to shrink that down a little bit, okay? Football and to a lesser extent men's basketball are what your university is viewed through. The president could not pick out the equestrian coach or the softball coach from a police lineup. I'm not denigrating those programs or those people or anybody that's not football or basketball. What I'm telling you is the money involved. Uh, and there's there's exceptions. You, I mean, you look at uh, Lafayette with the softball program. You, you know, some of the other places, and even baseball down there. there you, I mean, you have some some outlying things, but primarily it's your football and men's basketball program. That's how you're judged. That's the first people to get fired. Uh, that is the highest paying jobs. That is the most high pressure. Again, the president hires football and basketball guys. The AD hires everybody else. It's the truth. That's fair enough, or at least the president signs off on who the AD wants to hire, who the president told the AD to hire. Um, and somebody tells the president who they're going to hire. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's the way that works. Yeah. There's politicians. There's very influential boosters, money. Everybody's got a friend. What's the old Jimmy Buffett song? Everybody's got a cousin of Miami. Well, everybody's got a friend that coaches. Well, the president that I really uh, that I really admire is the one that uh, – Realizes, hey, you know what? This isn't my wheelhouse. And, sure, it is. And I'm going to no athletics. They're egomaniacs, of course, it's their wheelhouse. Well, to some of the the smart ones, though, are the ones that go, and you know what? I'm going to delegate that to somebody else, and I'm going to let them make that call. But I'm going to have, you know, I'll have the final say. <laughs> I got obviously. two words for you, Joe Oliva. <laughs> and, F- and the stunned silence and, hits the radio waves. And, and F King, that's a that's a, a really a, a dynamic. What's his name? F. King, not just F. King Alexander. Um, I, I didn't put that. He does that. I don't. I, I'm not speaking for F. King. It's F. You're not giving analysis. F. You're giving his name. I, I'm not. I'm not inferencing anything here. I'm simply saying it's F. Period. King Alexander. Okay. I'll let Gary sweat bullets right about uh, right now. now. It's, it's, it's just like, you know, you're, it's F. King Alexander. Just it, it rolls all right. off the tongue. Oh, that one. We're going to take a break. You're listening to Sports Talk, more or less, 97.7. More about that when we more come back. More about that when we come back. Uh, <laughs> no, nah, I'm not even going there. This segment brought to you by our friend, Mr. Bobby Manning, Appropriate Left, tremendous local attorney, specializing in criminal defense, wrongful death, personal injury, whatever you need. Bobby is the man for you, the official attorney of The Edge, Terry Walter, Jamie Fox. And welcome back in Sports Talk 97.7. Terry Waldrop, Jamie Fox, F. Fun? King Alexander. Yeah, he's with us. Right he's now. he's with he's us. He's channeling us right now. Yep. Uh, he and Joe Oliva both are like going. Who are those two? Yeah, they're starting their cars out there. Uh, this segment brought to you by our friends at GB Cooley, running you support an incredibly worthwhile cause, folks. Louisiana Special Olympics. Uh, Jimbo Fisher had a good quote yesterday. 
Mm-hmm. Uh, they asked him about leaving. The, you know, the ACC was the premier conference in America when he was at Florida State. Correct. And now it's since he moved to the SEC. The SEC is the premier conference, which eh, not not surprising. Uh, here's his quote when he left the ACC for the SEC. If you're a competitor, why would you run from it? Why don't you go find out about how good he is? That and $75 million. That helps. It, it yeah. does. I can become a real good competitor at $75 million. You mean, watch me compete. You would compete at $75 million? I would try to compete in the NBA for $75 million. yes. All right. So while we have this going on, mm-hmm. we have the Big 12. Who I'm a, I lived in Big 12 country. I'm a Big 12 fan. I like a lot of offense. Uh, I, sometimes I wonder if the Big 12, how they're not in charge of the World Cup, I'm not sure. Or, or the NCAA. The NCAA should just let the Big 12 run it. Some of the things that they do. So here's what they did. They've come up with a new slogan. The Big 12? The big, you know, because the Big 12, Sands, Oklahoma, has been a dumpster fire for the past better part of the past five, six years. Well, I could say West Virginia's been pretty good, or maybe uh, Oklahoma State. Texas has been mediocre. Texas has been TCU. Awful. TCU's been good. Uh, not elite. Oklahoma's been elite. None of the rest of them are even scratching at elite. Uh, Baylor and TCU flirted with it. Maybe Baylor for a couple years. TCU, upper echelon. But but by and large, if Texas is not very good, that league is 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 really woefully behind. Get out of here with West Virginia, uh, Oklahoma State. Yeah, they're okay. Oklahoma State is a. Uh, I don't know what would be a good what would what would be a good comparison SEC comparison for Oklahoma State, Texas A and M. Yeah, real promising, but they really never deliver. I, I don't. No, I I I disagree. I think I think uh, I think they've had two or three. They, they've had a lot of ten win seasons there in Stillwater. So I'm You're a gun playing Kansas and Iowa State. There's two of them that are given. They don't make the schedule. Uh, and they don't. They don't know. They don't know these programs are going to suck that bad. Yes, they do. Uh, what if you're at Kansas football today? You're going, hey, we're we're going to win the national championship, and then when you sober up, like, yeah, what's basketball start? We get some good tickets for that. Any of you who that are Oklahoma State alumni that are listening to this here, I'll be happy when we get off the air to give you Terry Waltrip's home address. I didn't say Oklahoma number. State. I said Kansas. Oh, now Kansas. I can't. Kansas, Kansas. football. What, what's 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 worse, Kansas football or, or Kentucky football? I think Kansas football is worse. Well, yeah. Yeah, well, not is. by a lot. <laughs> no, Kentucky is going to be – Kentucky is going to win the East okay, this year. Okay, Kansas or Vanderbilt? I'm taking Vanderbilt. Yeah. Right now, yeah. Who, what Power Five would you pick Kansas football to beat? I cannot come That's up. a conundrum. That is quite a conundrum. Iowa State, maybe? <laughs> no, Iowa State is better. Did Is 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 Kansas football literally the doormat yes. of the Power Five? I mean, is there anybody below them? Kansas is the worst football – foot. Power Five football program in the country right now. So right you, now. So if you're Kansas football, you're looking, we just got to get ahead of one team, and it's a successful year. We got to catch one team out of 130. Wait a minute. I forgot about you. Well, that's not power. UTEP. No, that's not power. That's not power. Power Five. five. Power Five. Conference. Yeah, I would have to say Power Five. It would be Kansas. I'm trying to think right of anybody now. else. There's nobody else that's that. Hey, but if you can win four games at Kansas this year, you get an extension, right? They just hired uh, Jeff Long from Arkansas as the AD. They did, which I think is a good move on their part. Boy, if you're Jeff Long, you go from Arkansas to Kansas, and you're like, you're counting the day. He literally has a uh, a calendar in his office counting the days down to basketball season. Well, yeah. I mean, he's that, that program's in – well, I, they lost a lot, um, but Self is a, is a really good coach. They're, they have a great program. They're one of the elite they'll, coaches they'll, they'll every re, single they'll year. Re, uh, they'll reload. Um, but we'll – 
Kansas football ever get back to relevancy is the bigger question. <laughs> they should play Kentucky. I mean, if you're Kentucky, why don't you call them? Hey, look, let's schedule a home and home. What's the odds we'll split it and we'll be happy? You know, at Kansas, you thought you'd made a good hire with Charlie Weiss, for goodness sakes. Um, who do you go to? Let's just say you're, you're Kansas. Jesus? I, mean, I, I know. I know, really and truly, you got to think about that. But, hey, let, you let me, hired less let me, let, me make it, let me make it more difficult. I think Les takes it. Let me, let me make it more difficult No, for Les you. wants to win. So the, the Big 12. Mm-hmm. Who last year Oklahoma played really well and got beaten up in the overtime right against uh, Georgia. So they're coming up with because the Big Twelve is always pumping their chest out. We play everybody. Okay. We we play everybody. We don't have divisions. We play everybody, which includes Kansas and Iowa State and people like that, which is like buys. However, the Big Twelve has come up with a new football slogan. I'm not making this up. Let's hear it. Hashtag hardest path to the CFP, college football playoff. that That's their slogan. Hardest path. Hardest path to the CFP. <laughs> Who came up with this? Now, why would you do that? I, that's a, well, our league is tougher than everybody else's. We play everybody. It's the hardest path to the college football playoff. Not as long as you've got Kansas in your conference trying to play football. Dude, why? And why is there – and there's people that are in the conference, they're coaches that are recruiters, and you got SEC people that recruit into Texas and, and are just gleefully going to work. <laughs> That's going to be put on many, many a uh, All right, let's, a stencil there. Hardest a- path to the college football playoff. I mean, well, you know, that's like promote. That's like going back in the pioneer days and you're trying to promote people to come to your city. Uh, you know, to move out to your city, and your, your hashtag is only three women here for 5,000 men. <laughs> I mean, dude, what are you doing? Yeah, that's – Who that's, came – what one moron reason. came up with this idea? And they're paying this guy. Even though it's beautiful, that's one reason why I'll never move to Alaska. Uh, let's do a breakdown of the uh, of the Big 12 real Dear quick. Dear God. Got, okay, now here's the thing. You've got – you got some teams that kind of jumped up there for a while. <laughs> I got to read this one. FS out of Kansas grad came up with that slogan. <laughs> Probably toughest path to victory. Touche, FS. I like that. All right, you got you got uh, you got Baylor, who used to be relevant until a, a, some unfortunate circumstances. <laughs> yeah, like a Dera- bunch of them derailed a, a very promising program. Beautiful new stadium there on the uh, what's the name of the the Brazos? Brazos. Yes, good for Baylor. So I'm. Uh, uh, the good Baptists there at Baylor are going to rebound, I think, at some point. Uh, you got Iowa State, which a, a, a promising young coach. Hey, you had a friend who's played, whose kid played for I Iowa did. State. I did. He transferred. Are you serious already? Yeah, he left. He's playing for the Cowboys. They signed a free agent with the with the Cowboys. Oh well, that's a quite a step. I don't. I couldn't call that a transfer. Well, he transferred from Illinois to Iowa State. I got you. So he started at Illinois. You would start at Illinois. Uh, I would be Illinois. That, hey, Kansas. There you go. It is kind that, of there you go, Kansas. Get Illinois on the schedule. That's a potential W there, baby. All right, let's break down Kansas. Seriously, that's a potential win. Kansas, get them on the schedule. All right, now now you're you're making fun of Kansas here, okay? No, I'm stating fact. There's a difference. Okay. And let's look at uh, Kansas's schedule real quick, shall we? They open with the Colonels of Nickel State. Don't good schedule in there, Kansas. Don't, don't don't sleep on the Colonels. At Central Michigan. Rutgers at Baylor, the best team in the Big 12, Oklahoma State. 
at West Virginia, at Texas Tech, TCU, Iowa State, at Kansas State, at ooh, at Oklahoma and Texas to end the season. Ouch. Wait, run that schedule again. Nickel State at home. Okay, you're going to win. At probably. Central Michigan. Uh, possible. Loss. Rutgers. Probably lost. That's a good schedule there, too. At Baylor. And then you get to the big. You get to the rest of the Big 12. I mean, they only play uh, three non-conference uh, games in the Big 12 because it just means more. And it's the toughest path to the college football playoffs. So they only play three non-conference games. Uh, Kansas State, whose coach is 107, Bill Snyder. Oklahoma, Oklahoma State, which is, you know, Terry Walter loves to hate. I like Oklahoma State. TCU. Gundy, he's a man. He's 40. Anytime you've got a Texas in your conference and an Oklahoma, you've got a pretty strong West Virginia, Texas Tech. That's it. Um, West Virginia, to me, seems miscast in the Big 12. I don't know why they have them there. but Because uh, the Big East folded and the ACC wouldn't take them? Uh, <laughs> I mean, that's, that's why. Yeah, that's it. So they're stuck. They're stuck. Um, they don't really fit in the Mountain West, do they? No, they don't fit there. Although, TC, you joined the Big East. Well, so did Boise State for a, you know? for a cup of coffee. So that goes to show you. Which brings up a good question. Um, conference realignment. Is it over? Do we go through a, um, a second wave here shortly? Uh, to me, none of these make a whole lot of sense in some respects that I think Maryland probably would have been better off staying in the um, ACC. Um, Why don't you join the conference where their slogan is hardest path to the college football playoff? Although I think the SEC might could argue with you on that one. Well, you're the Big 12 and you've got 10 teams. That's that's that throws you off a little bit too. You got to get you don't you don't have 12 teams, but you're called the Big 12. That's that's kind of that's a little so right there then and there. Sort of like the Utah Jazz. Kind of like me. They don't really know how to count in the Big 12. But, uh, but it's the hard. Another reason it makes it the hardest. It path certainly is the hardest path for player. Kansas right now. That's for sure. It's the hardest path. What league would Kansas do better in? Is there? Is there? I think they're the best league they could be. Oh yeah, in the power as, five. Yeah, from a power five perspective, they are where they should be. Um, and at one point, Kansas was somewhat relevant. And Mangina was there. You remember Matt Mark Mangina? Yeah, the fat dude. The fat dude was a heck of a coach. Uh, and they, got a lot out of them. And they, they were, were legit back then. Yeah. You listen to Sports Talk 97.7. The Kansas Terry Walder, replay. Jamie Fox. We'll insert more of your favorite teams when we return. This segment brought to you by our friends Billy Justice and Vantage. Back umamentole. And welcome back in. Sports Talk 97.7. Terry Walder, Jamie Fox, insulting your favorite schools and people you don't like either. Uh, 888-993-7762. Washtenaw Valley Federal Credit Union text line hotline. Uh, I threw out Oklahoma State a while back, Jamie, and, like, give me an SEC comparison. We, you and I both sort of settled on A&M. On A&M. Uh, Richie says Oklahoma State is Auburn. I think Auburn people would not like that because Auburn has been in two national championship games, right? Oklahoma State, yeah, they can't get out of the Big 12. Of course, it is the hardest path to the college football it, playoff. It, it's, it's immensely difficult. Yeah, it's very, very difficult. Immensely difficult. Uh, I would say that Auburn – yeah, I, th- I don't. You know, there's nothing wrong with being compared with Oklahoma State. I don't, I don't see that as I a. Think, I think Nick that's Brown been a very and Auburn people program. would not like that. Why? That's a consistent. Oklahoma State's consistent. Auburn plays for national championships. Oh, they too. Oklahoma State does not. That's because they've got the hardest path to the college football playoffs. <laughs> Be that as it may, they don't. 
Uh, they would if they didn't have the hardest path to the college football playoffs. Well, if your aunt had different equipment, she'd be your uncle. This is true. Or if she just felt like being your uncle that day. And that disturbs uh, me that you're thinking along that way. Yeah, place. it does. Or, or, or how do you, how do you uh, what do you say? How do you identify? You yes. don't. You don't. You don't. You just <laughs> yeah, say, hey, you, you don't. I decide to trade it. Uh, you're you're identifying as a Kentucky football fan. <laughs> yeah, indeed. I am identifying that. Which means that guy's going to get fired. Probably so. He did. It didn't work uh, well for Butch. FS goes, hey, how about those West Virginia to Texas Tech road trips for women's volleyball? FS, let me tell you something. Ooh, I didn't think about that. Oh, no. They take charter flights. Don't kid yourself. It's called Title IX. Really? Oh, yeah. The volleyball Oh, yeah, 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 yes, yes, yes. How yes. much in the hole are they after that? It I mean, doesn't just... matter. The football, the football and basketball proceeds – uh, for the television rights, yeah, they, they have a lot of private planes. Yeah. Mm. Yeah, they're not flying commercial, I promise you. Uh, Joe and Rustin was talking about the Baptist schools of Wake Forest and Baylor, uh, Vanderbilt, Oregon State, and Indiana. So I didn't realize Indiana. Is Indiana a Baptist school? No. I don't think that's what he meant. I don't think Wake Forest is either. Uh, yeah, I think Wake Forest is. Wake Forest and Baylor. I think Wake Forest is Presbyterian. Are they? Yeah, yeah. that's what I am. So yeah. I think we we identify with Wake Forest. That's scary. Now, uh, Bay- Baylor, you got it nailed. Liberty is probably, I think they're non-denominational, but they're heavily faith-based. I'll say okay, that. I'm going to give Richie's home phone number. and, and uh, Who else is he saying? Okay, so Richie says, comparing conferences, Oklahoma would be Alabama. Yeah. Oh, okay, okay. Fair enough. Uh, Georgia would be TCU. Always the bridesmaid, never the bride. Mm-hmm. LSU is Baylor. Mm-hmm. Florida is Texas. Texas the last six years has been a dumpster fire, including last year. Uh, Florida, they ran McIlwain off because he said that there were terroristic threats against him last year. Dude had went to two straight SEC East championship or won two straight SEC East championships. Uh, I think they just won. I th- I, let me let me throw this at you. See if this you, you agree with this, Jamie. I think McIlwain to Florida is similar to Orgeron to LSU. It's the guy they had that would say yes at the time, and they needed somebody. It was a, I won't say safe, but it was like, yeah, okay. Well, is that because Jeremy Foley was tough to work for? Yeah. Florida's one of the premier jobs in America. Mm, you got the talent base out the wazoo. Florida's one of the premier jobs in America. It certainly is, and they had the national championships to prove it um, in, in all sports. Not and just, you're in the East. I mean, you got Georgia. You yeah. play Georgia. And they pretty Florida pretty much own Georgia. Except you play Kentucky this year. You play Kentucky. That'll be tough. What are you going to do? How much money are you going to be out when Kentucky goes eight and four this year, nine and three? You're okay, be out I'm going to tell, tell you what. I Lay will, it down, big boy. I will bet you dinner. Okay. Because you called it. I will bet you dinner anywhere in this fine area of ours. Our fine metropolis. Fine metropolis of, of Monroe, West Monroe. We'll throw Rustin in there. Okay. Dinner for two. Mm-hmm. The Kentucky does not go nine and three. No, I didn't say nine and three. I said just eight said and four. nine and three. I Do I need to play that back? I've got it on tape. Eight. No, not nine and three. You said eight nine and, and three. I said eight and four or nine and three. And I, and I went with nine and three, so I took your bet. All right, that's it. Nine and three. Then. <laughs> see how easy that was to manipulate you into that. You're gonna be, you're gonna be so. You, just just get your get your three hundred dollars ready. That's all I got to say. You know that would be worth three hundred dollars. <laughs> I'll have another cocktail, sir. Right here. That Bring would be my okay. Let's let's pull up Kentucky's schedule. Let me let me just pull up the old. Uh, oh, Cause can, I'm thinking about October. I'm going to be cashing in on this bet. You'll be so wrong. Oh, I think I'm going to be cashing in on the October bet. You have people con- are going. Why are these? Why? What are these? 
people think. Because all right, here we nothing's go. going on right now, folks. That's why we're talking the about SEC this. media. All right, here's your here's your Kentucky Wildcats, ladies and gentlemen. Their schedule reads as follows. They open with a toughie, Central Michigan, the Chippewas. Okay, there's your one. <laughs> At Florida, 31-game losing streak to the Gators. 31. Yeah, you still got one. Murray State, game three. You got two. Mississippi State. We're at home. Uh, you still got two. I think Mississippi State beat you. Okay. South Carolina at home. You still got two. At Texas A&M. You still got two. Vanderbilt at home. You got three. At Missouri. You might have four there. I'll give you four. Georgia at home. <laughs> at Tennessee. Win. Toss up. Middle Tennessee. Five. Louisville. Five. At Louisville. Five. They went six and six last year. They're not going nine and three, but they're going eight and four. I have a right hey, to amend I this. I hope they go time. eight and four because I'm going to be eating a $300 dinner somewhere if they go eight and four. Go Wildcats. <laughs> you're you're going you're gonna, to – I'm going to – Yeah, gonna, I'm going to hold you to that. Eight and four. Uh, oh, because you're being so you're being so braggadocious that they're not going to win six, seven games. Hey, I'm going eight. And four. All I'm telling you is, you told me nine and three and threw the bet out. I accepted the bet. Now you're trying to amend the. Who are you, Hillary? You're trying to amend the bet. You can't do that. All right, all right. Say so whatever it is. The Kentucky will win the East. Is what I'm saying. Now I'm going to drug test you. <laughs> now it's going out from. I'm just kind of laughing at your Who's bet. The outside, so I'm, gonna, I'm think you seriously. You're. Ill. I'm saying Georgia probably, but I will say Kentucky will be right there in the conversation. Uh, along with, I don't think Florida is going to be back just yet. I think they're going to be pretty strong eventually. Uh, why this has turned into SEC? Tennessee will maybe have a surprise or two, but I don't think they're going to have a winning season. Uh, so that little girl's not going to get her puppy. Not this year. Uh, she'll have to wait a year. Um, but I'm going with the with the Wildcats to be a surprise pick in the East. Not necessarily go nine and three. Although I'm held to that now, uh, but I could see a seven and five, eight and four, nine and three season for the Wildcats. Yes, right. uh, and maybe a, an upset of uh, the main thing is you got to beat Florida. You got to beat Florida after 31 years of losing to Florida. You got to beat them, including the play. What was it last year or the year? No, before? they got beat on the last play of the game last year. Yeah, the year. guy was wide open. I mean, yeah, he like I mean, made nachos yeah, and the, took a nap and they threw him the ball. Yeah, I mean when they had the game won, Kentucky had a one last year. And, like, Ray Charles could have made it and actually caught that pass because there was nobody there. You know, it's weird. I like Kentucky football. I don't like You Kentucky got him. Basketball. I got no. Oh, man. Oh, well. Oh, well. Next year. Why don't we could get Joe Oliva lost at, at uh, in Lexington? Maybe he'll take the AD's job at, at Kentucky. That's no. a step up. They're not going to let him do that. They care about basketball there. Well, if you're, if you're LSU and you got Joe Oliva for the time being, and you can go a different direction. Where do you go in two or three years? You put an ad on Craigslist. You know, Tom Jerk's available. Oh, Louisville AD is available. Scott Woodward could be. I don't know. If, no, they can't pay him. They're paying more at a and I tell you, AD. Who? You ready for this I'm one? I'm ready. Less miles. I don't. I love Less Miles. I don't want Less Miles being like Jethro Bodine trying to figure out my times and gazentas in the athletic department revenue. Now, I love Les, but Les is... You, you know, is Joe Oliva is currently employed there as athletic director. Why would you want Les being in charge of the whole athletic department? Because Les wouldn't be in charge of the whole athletic department. He'd be in charge of football, football. 
in basketball. And you have 97 assistant athletic directors to run the equestrian program. Well, Les would hire himself to be the football no, he coach would. again. No, he wouldn't. No. Les, Les is, no, no, he wouldn't. Less is more? Less is more. Uh, and, and baseball. Of course, Maneri's done really well in baseball. They were ready to fire Maneri before last yeah, year. Yeah, I know it. Crazy. Uh, and, and, again, baseball, LSU's one of the few places where baseball matters, and they will fire you if you lose. Very few places are like that. Very few. Very few. And I would say LSU doesn't need to become one. Well, be like that. But uh... Well, think when baseball rose with Skip Bertman. All right? Baseball rose. Football, that was a, that was a, the Curly Hallman uh pre-Donardo days when it was an abject disaster. Um, football was just bad. Basketball with Dale Brown was up and down. They had some really, really good – that's when Shaquille and all that was there. So basketball was a premier sport at LSU. Football was god-awful. And you, you've continued to convince me over the years that Dale Brown was a good X and O's guy. Dale Brown was an adequate X and O's guy. That wasn't his forte. But, I mean, yeah, I sat in clinics with him and know him fairly well. Yeah, Brown could coach. He could. I mean, he gets the same rap Les Miles. You know, mm-hmm. Joe from the tire store doesn't think Les Miles can coach. No, Les is a better coach than – now he's – you know, when it came to offense, he was a little bit – That's why you have coordinators and stuff. Like, I mean, but, you know, I, I'll say this for Les. I, and I think any good coach is like this. Their biggest strength sometimes is also their biggest weakness. Mm-hmm. Loyalty. By gosh, I, this works. I've won this way. That's what I'm going to keep doing. And all these people on the outside that really don't know what the heck they're talking about in 99.9% of the cases but have money and an opinion try to sway you. You know, somebody made this point. as a high school buddy of mine. said, you know, you listen to the people in the crowd, chances are you're going to be sitting with them before too long. That's true. So, I mean, you you That's know, true. less to his credit, hey, you got to change this. No, I'm not. Mm-hmm. Well, you got to fire him. Okay, you fired him. Did you upgrade? And so the point being when LSU baseball started its rise, Football was awful. Basketball was up and down. You know, basketball was up and down. And then I think, what, 90, 98 or so is when they uh, when they made the move with Dale and, and brought John Brady in. They had a couple really good years, including a Final Four. And they brought DiNardo in in football. Initially, they had a bounce back for a year or two, and then it petered off. And then they got Saban, which changed the face of the program. Uh, that was a game changer, program changer. And that's the level, that's the high watermark. You're never going to get that again, guys. You're just, you're not. Uh, Alabama, when Saban leaves Alabama, they're not going to get that level of success. Well, they're just not. I think the key is to be more competitive with Alabama. I don't think you can expect to beat Alabama every year, particularly as long as Saban's there. But you want at least out of five games, you want to at least win two of the five to three of the five. And, you know, you're not going to win – Florida's got a trouble. I think that's a sleeping giant down there with Mullen now in charge. I mean, they, you have to keep in mind, folks, that, that some of these places have just flat-out better talent bases, Florida being one of them. We've got great football here in Louisiana from a from a numbers perspective as far as per capita, but we don't have the numbers that Texas has or Florida. Hold that thought. We'll be back. You listen to Sports Talk 97.7. The opinions on everything that can fix the world, they don't need Obama. They don't need Trump. They need Waldrop and Fox. I agree. You know, we, we, we couldn't do any worse, right? <laughs> you listen to Sports at Talk least, 97. At least seven. not today. 97.7. This segment brought to you by our friends at GB Cooley. Reminding you, supporting Krubby Worthwhile Cause, Louisiana Special Olympics. Back in a minute. Hey, welcome back in Sports Talk 97.7. Terry Waldrop, Jamie Foxx, all opinions, 
all right all the time, especially mine. Um, Let's go back, uh, Terry, uh, back in time just a little bit since that's what we're doing here. It's like Twilight Zone, right? Like the Twilight and Zone. And we're, I mean, when I'm picking Kentucky to win the East, it's it's time to uh, – Are, are we drug testing our employees now? That's what I want to know. I'm drug-free today. I can't say that every God, day. That might be the problem. Um, remember a guy named Sylvester Croom? Mm-hmm. Former Mississippi State coach. Came down to – at one point they thought he was going to be the head coach at Alabama for a while, and that went to Mike Shula at the time. And that kind <laughs> Great of Great move him. there. And, Cr- and Croom went ahead and uh, – Pitched to Kirk Gibson, make Mike Shula the coach at Alabama. Yeah, no. neither one of them were actually too dynamic in their positions. Uh, he is uh, 63 years old and has decided to retire. After five years with the, uh, I believe he was the first African American head coach in the SEC. Yeah, he was in football. And uh, I thought, you know, had a I, this was what I do know about Sylvester Croom. He ran a very tight ship in Starkville and rubbed some people wrong. Not necessarily the fans, but the uh, he's very popular among the fan base. But the players kind of cringed a little bit. I had a somebody told me a story that uh, Sylvester Croom had a plane load of players coming in from the state of Florida. And uh, Starkville, believe it or not, has an airport. And they, when they uh, landed at Golden Triangle, Sylvester was there to meet the plane, walked in. The plane had been trashed. On the inside, he turned to the pilot and said, turn around, take them back. Five recruits from the state of Florida were sent back to the state of Florida by Sylvester Croom. If this is what they're going to do to this plane, I don't want them here. And uh, maybe he could have used one or two also. But... That's the kind of disciplinarian Sylvester Croom was, played under Bear Bryant. And I uh, hate to see he's 63. I would say he's, he's earned. He's cringing right now. Yeah, 30 years of uh, coaching, uh, not retained by the new coach, Mike Vrabel, there in Tennessee with the Titans in Nashville. So now he's retired to Mobile where his daughter resides. And uh, good luck to Sylvester Croom, uh, one of the best centers that ever played the game. Uh, former Alabama player, and now uh, 30 years a head coach at Mississippi State and uh, was a lifelong almost NFL assistant coach. Coached running backs of all things. Strange, I thought, since he was an offensive lineman. But anyway, good luck to Sylvester Croom in his retirement. Yeah. Uh, good for him. Um, I think I'm going to hang it up. Anybody said that to you? I think I'm going to hang it up. You know, I bet that guy doesn't. No, he'll come back. He'll, he'll, have, he'll come back. In a year or two, he'll get the itch. Yep. He'll be uh he'll be the next head coach at South Alabama or something. Who knows? You know, it, once you get out, it's hard to get back in. I it mean, is. that's just that's just the nature of the beast. They want to hire. You know, now uh, if he turned the, the plane load of players away, he would be bullying them. Because just because they litter and throw trash and stuff on the ground is you know no reason that you should. I, I will never forget it. I mean, I wasn't there, but the state fans said he said pilot turn his plane around. Get these bu- 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 back to Florida. Well, Lou, I don't want any part of them. Lou Holtz when he went to uh, to Notre Dame when he took the Notre Dame job and I think is eighty seven or eighty eight. It was two years before they won the national championship. Right. And Lou Holtz came in and uh, had a meeting very first day. And two of the starters show up late to the meeting, like by about a minute or two. Mm-hmm. And they walk into the meeting. The squad's sitting there, and this is in his book. I highly recommend it. Uh, and he said, well, I- "I'm Coach Holtz. I'm the, I'm the head coach here." And they introduce themselves, and he goes, you guys are dismissed. Oh, wow. See ya. Completely off the team? Done. Wow. Can't be on time? No, thank you. And so, and then he talked in his book later. He goes, you know, that set the tone 
for our success later on. Hmm. And, uh, you know, these days, yeah, it's coming down out there, isn't it? Mm-hmm. These days, if you did that, I, I mean, I know of, and I've got a friend of mine in Texas that did this uh, as a high school football coach that had a deal. And, you know, spring football, people, sometimes they like it, sometimes they don't. It, it really doesn't matter. You know, some of the coaches really like it. Some of them could care less. But this uh, this program, uh, it was in East Texas. It was running um, spring football. And he had a deal where, like, look, you got to come out for spring football if you want to play in the fall. Mm-hmm. That's just unless you move in or something. And this is your, this is just, the rule. This is what our rule is. And I think they had, like, you know, five or six days. It's not like it's uh, the Junction Boys and Bear Bryant. Uh, and then a couple kids that did not want to go to spring football, and he's like, "Okay, that's fine, but understand, you're not playing this fall." Well, it rolls around fall, and uh, school gets back in, and they show up wanting to play football. Well, he's like, "Do you not understand the conversation that we had and everything?" Oh, well, we understood it. We just want to play now because it's not fair that you made us make that decision. And uh, long story short, end up costing the guy's job. Yeah, because uh, the parents were pretty politically powerful. And rather than hold their children accountable, uh, it's just easier to get rid of the coach and get somebody in there that will do your bidding. Yeah, well, I mean, it's uh, very – nowadays everybody is uh, – it's sensitivity is a huge thing. And, and coaches, I think, uh, you know, they're trying to instill discipline and trying to have build a culture. And uh, so while we're – some of those folks may disagree with um, what Coach Holtz did or what Coach Kroon did. Here's Can't do that anymore. No, but they, – They'd run you out on a rail these days. They would. They would. Uh, He's not sensitive to our my child's needs. But let's give kudos to uh, a coach that I think may be at a Power Five school next, pretty soon here, and that's one Neil Brown, the head coach at Troy, who sent uh, a uh, a ring uh, for winning the uh, Sun Belt Conference championship to the family of one Nathan Harris, who played quarterback. Uh, well, he was a walk on, a walk on. Wasn't even a scholarship player. At Troy, um, he sent a family, the family, a conference championship ring. Uh, this addressed to his parents, Johnny and Carol uh, Harris. Johnny and Carol, thinking about you all. Nate's impact is still being felt in our program. I've enclosed a championship ring that he earned. You're all very much a part of our Troy football family. God bless Neil Brown. That's how you get hired. At a power five school, that's that, that you know a lot of rich people. <laughs> that's that's well, and you know Troy's not exactly. They're probably in better shape than a lot of schools, but Troy's not exactly. Uh, this is a 2017 championship ring. Troy's not exactly dripping in money, either. But uh, they managed to do that. No man from Gulf Shores, Alabama, which we're all very familiar with, apparently uh, died uh, unfortunately, and his family received a championship ring. So. A lot to talk about as we enter, uh, you know, now it's it's official with two day two of the SEC media days and many more to follow. Uh, the Big 12, where it's harder to win the college foot, where it's the toughest path. And they're proud of that. And very proud of it. So We're just, so tough that probably nobody's going to make it out of our conference. We're so good and so tough mm-hmm. that nobody's going to make it. <laughs> so what have we learned today, Terry? We've learned that Kentucky is the dark horse in the SEC East, and I'm going to be about $200 poorer. Three, or 300, 300. I don't drink, but I might starve for that night. Uh, you might. Uh, knowing you, you will. Um, well, what I could do is buy the house around. So I don't really drink. No, that, yeah. No, that's, you don't do that to me. I'm not Cognac I'm, for everybody. Is that expensive? It's very expensive. Yeah, there we go. Two for everybody then. <laughs> uh, I, uh, anyway, uh, 
if they win eight games, I'll be ecstatic. Um, it has been an – we are in an interesting time. We've got uh, two – Swipe Media Days are wrapped up, and uh, we've got Conference USA and Sunbelt to follow, and maybe we could talk about something – uh, more exciting than the, the Big 12. I got two great topics tomorrow. My friend Chuck just sent me one. It's pretty okay. funny. And it segues into another one. I'm going to talk about bullying tomorrow. You? I am. Well, I get it every day. You do. You I'm probably just, follow suit. Call Bobby. Read that Read that article about three or four more times and see, see if any of it sinks in. Yeah, bullying. Bullying, because I get bullied every day. You do. And I was 6'5". You keep coming back. Well, if I was 6'5 instead of 5'5", five, five, I have a feeling you wouldn't be near so vociferous. When it comes to me. But anyway, I'll take it. I'll take it. It's all right. That's all right. Thanks for listening today, folks. Stay safe out there in the weather. It sounds like it's a monsoon outside our window. The big black curtain we can't see behind. We can hear it. We can hear it. Thanks to our sponsors, GB Cooley. Our friend, Mr. Bobby Manning, attorney at law. Vantage, Spa and Avail, parent and special people in your life. Hook them up with a Spa and Avail gift certificate, 318-807-1060. Spa and Avail in Monroe. Washtenaw Valley Federal Credit Union text line and hotline. And our title sponsor, Dr. David Weber, North Monroe Animal Hospital. Simply the best pet care you're going to get anywhere in the free world. Go see them on US 165. North. In Monroe. North Monroe Animal Hospital. Dr. David Weber, 318-345-4545. You can't go wrong there, folks. Make sure you stay tuned this afternoon to Sean Fox, the sports company coming your way at 3 o'clock if the river doesn't rise. And it sounds like it may be flooding out there. Uh, well, we, we, needed, get we needed some rain, but I don't know if we need it in this Yeah, we got a monsoon quantity. going. Anyway, folks, be safe. Aloha. We'll see you tomorrow.